Hello and welcome to Canberra Metalhead. You got Marky Malpas, and tonight we'll be catching up with Canberra's very own blackened folk metal band, Old, here on Canberra Metalheads.
That was Primordial with Where Greater Men Have Fallen. Hello and welcome to the show. Uh, we got some folk and black metal bands for you tonight. Uh, catching up later, as I said before in the intro, with the uh, guys from Old. We have both um, Aaron and Dan, which caught up, Jay Decay and myself caught up with at the basement and recorded an interview during the week. Um, and also we'll be airing their new single, which is Hollow Muse. We got uh, the exclusive to that one, so make sure you stick around because there's nowhere else you can listen to it aside from Canberra Metalheads. First bracket we've got is all um, bands that have gigs coming up in the gig guide. So remember to stick around and listen to that one later on in the show. But to start off, we've got A Night in Texas with Global Slaughter here on Canberra Metalheads.
That was Hostel with Malevolence. Before that, we had Boris the Blade with Nihilist. And at the top, as you know, we had A Night in Texas with Global Slaughter. Those guys have all got gigs coming up later, as I mentioned before, in the gig guide. So make sure you uh, check out that one coming up. You'll be able to go and watch those guys live here in Canberra in our very own town. To kick off the uh, interview coming up in the next bracket, we'll be uh, listening to a Seer song. So this is Seer with Farewell, after which you'll be listening to an interview between JDK and myself, Aaron and Dan that was done at the basement here on Canberra Metalheads.
Hello and welcome to the interview section of Canberra Metalhead. You got Marky Malpas and JDK. Join here for a um, atmospheric basement episode with the guys from old. So from left to right, we've got Aaron drums and Daniel. I play guitar and I stand out the front and shout. <laughs> yep. You've also got like another instrument as well that you play in the band aside from guitar. What else you got? Ah, uh, yeah. So I actually play a low D Irish whistle. So, and we want to incorporate a couple of other folk instruments as we go, but uh, yeah. that's what we're sticking with for the moment. <laughs> I think you're the uh, first non-string or, or percussion instrument to be on the show so far. So, <laughs> <laughs> Lucky that's, me. That's, that's pretty cool, man, to coin that. Uh, we've had you on the show before as, um, as part of uh, Black Mountain. Yep, this um, is my third time on the show, I think. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> and we've, we spoke about, um, obviously... Um, Black Mountain stuff as well, but uh, and including we talked a bit about old on old, last the early days well, of old. Yeah. So now it's come into um, you know come into light, and all the um, all the the awesome stuff that you guys are doing with old. So and uh, I've seen Aaron in, in bands before with Tranquil Deception in the early days. Been around for years. Yep. <laughs> um, and now it's good to see you back back behind the kit, man. Feels great. How long has it been, dude? Um, up until the last show recently with Christ Dismembered, it was probably about five years since I was last on the stage. Yep. And that was with Clara Dash. Yeah, oh, that's right, with, with Clara Dash as yep. well. Um, so I've had the guys from Clara Dash. So you're in the first album for Clara Dash. That's right, yeah. Um, yep. Cool. Clara Dash was actually where Aaron and I first co- uh, collaborated, because so. yep. I played guitar in Clara Dash for a while, and that's actually how we started. Oh. The, uh, started all up was chatting during Clarinash <laughs> practices and stuff so yeah it's cool like that projects like that can bring people closer together with like you know playing on similar bills and things like that yeah. um yeah so I've seen you guys in the scene for a while and, like in, including I think it was spoke earlier on the previous show about um your role in Chard as well back uh, in Devil's back in, Work actually uh, Devil's Work sorry <laughs> yeah back in the early early days so it's cool to, cool to see you guys um, form, form the band and so aside from you, you um, two guys who else is in the band so we've got um, on guitar Joshua Smith Roberts who yep. I play with in Black Mountain mm-hmm. and uh, Craig Novak on the bass and he used to play in Dark Nemesis so you might have seen him around in that band yeah oh that was that was a little while ago yeah yeah man no it's like I said plenty of uh, plenty of background there on, on the on the band I know that I think I remember one of the early days of me being in the Canberra metal scene I remember Aaron playing in um, in um, Tranquil Deception sure. and uh, before you know it you know He's uh, shown me a whole bunch of cool new bands and stuff like that. Things I probably would have never come across before, like in the same scene as you guys are at the moment with like some of the more folk style bands. So that's, that's really, really cool that you kind of got that introduction. Uh, and now that you guys are putting it on stage, you had the first show with um, with a Christ Dismembered gig. Yeah, so Christ Dismembered from um, Mount Gambier, I believe. South Australia came up and... Uh they brought with them Fatigue from Sydney mm-hmm. and uh, Rise of Avernus as well, and it was an absolute cracker of a show. So, yep. Yeah. yeah, managed to interview the guys from Christ Dismembered. I yeah, mean, that night. That night, yeah. It was a really good first show. Like, we all had a great time, and, you know, the feedback we got was all good, so we were really happy with it. Perfect, man. Uh, it was a good tour. Yeah, man, it, it went right around, because I think you played with it, with them. Yeah, yeah, we hit up with um, Rise and Christ um, the night after. It's awesome. At the uh, was that at the factory, factory theater? Factory theater. Cool. 
Um, and would the boys boys were staying at your place that night? Yeah, they, they did. They <laughs> actually crashed at my house. Yeah. Cool man, what a host. Play it was good. Play, play support and, and hang out at their place after. <laughs> you can't you can't see the shrug that I just did on the room. <laughs> I just realised after having done it. There is no scene if you don't support the scene. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think yeah, well, that's one of the things that we all feel in definitely in the old camp and um, in the Black Mountain camp. It's pretty similar. Whereas you know we take every avenue we can to support stuff. Like we often lend cabs and stuff when other bands play because you know the the but me, most we can do to support the scene is what we want to do. So. Yeah, no, uh, that's the thing. Like we have um, with the South Coast Metalheads, there's gigs going on down the coast, and I know whenever Black Mountains on it, um, these they're more than willing to help out with with supplying, you know, stuff for backline and things like that. So that's cool. It's good to have that um, support in the scene, and uh, yeah, get get things done that way. So you, you had that um, first. Oh, and by the way, Crisis Man, but. Um, Extending the merch range there with they have their own Worcestershire sauce. It's so good. It's so good. I remember because we played uh, with Black Mountain. We supported them the time they came here before that last gig, and I saw yeah. they had the the sauce. I was like, yeah. I want to get that sauce. <laughs> but I had to leave early because a bunch of stuff that happened. And then so when I found out they were coming back, I was like, I'm getting my damn sauce, <laughs> and uh, I did, and it was worth it. Yeah, man. No, it's. Uh, apparently one of the members' mum makes it or something oh. like that. It's, like, legitimately made by them as well. I reckon it's probably <laughs> one of the first gigs in Canberra where a band got essentially paid in sources. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so anyway, the, uh, so that was your, f- your first gig. It was really well received. Um, I seen took some video and seen some video from, from that night. Um, and, yeah... I even got um, some comments back on the, the video I shared um, on, on our page of you guys saying like the, that it was cool. Um, so that, that's really rad, man, and everyone's sort of getting into it. It's also, you know, you, you guys are playing something that's like a little bit uh, not as common in the scene at the moment. Like, the, I don't think there's, I don't know of any other sort of like staple folk metal bands in Canberra. Not in Canberra. Uh, there's a couple from around the place, like Valhalla and... Uh yeah, Valhalla play with... They've got um, people who play Whistle and stuff like that. Who was it? One of the bands that supported Primordial had a Whistle. I can't remember uh, who it was, though. Yeah, that was a long time ago now. But, yeah, there's a few bands around, but none really in this region. Uh, yeah. I think uh, Melbourne has a little bit as well of that sort of atmospheric stuff with some folky yeah, cool. influences, but... Yeah. Well, I guess there's some avenues that you guys might end up going down, like maybe some Melbourne gigs and things like that down the track, perhaps. That's the idea, yeah. I yep. see that a lot of it kind of comes in with that kind of pirate metal vibe, yep. the more drinking music yeah, kind of yeah. bands versus the actual traditional kind of dudes like the, like these guys trying to bring that in. Yeah, yeah. Well, both of us are pretty keen folk music fans and, like, how you know, I've got a couple of... Celtic folk music albums from the 60s that uh, get pretty heavy rotation yeah, in yeah. my listening so I know it's definitely a real big influence for me personally I'm even teaching the kids how to play tin whistle <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's good man keep, keep the younger generation like arising with the uh, with the metal um, well man like to be honest that goes back to when I was a kid and you showed me stuff here when I first moved to Canberra. So, like, I mean, it's all constantly evolving. And then, yep. you know, I've shown that stuff to other people and, like, it, it all fully goes around. You um, So, you mentioned before, like, things like going to Melbourne and stuff like that, you know, there's, like, always opportunities. Um, have, 
in previous projects, have you guys ever done any travelling for travelling for gigs oh, outside of Canberra? Certainly lots with Clara and Ash even went down was with us. I think We went down we to went Melbourne and we went to Newcastle, Newcastle and stuff. Yeah, down Just Mel- before Newcastle. I joined Clara and Ash, you guys actually went to Japan. Yeah, so I was yeah. Clara and Ash when we played Japan, about five shows there with Septic Flesh. Yep. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Huge different cultural change show uh, crowds in Japan. There's a bunch of places I'd <laughs> like to travel to with bands, but unfortunately it's one of those things that's much easier said than done. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd particularly, I don't know why, just in the last week or so I've decided I want to play shows in New Zealand. I don't know what it is. Dude, I, I, I could dig your vibe, like the, <laughs> the old vibe going down in New Zealand, I reckon. Like um, just some of the bands I've seen come through there. Yeah, man. Um, I've, I've got a good friend there who's a good promoter. Um, Val, uh, shout outs to Val. Um, yeah, yeah. Anytime you guys want to go to New Zealand, hit us up. <laughs> yeah. We we actually in in our gig guide do like the international gig guide, and there's like a lot of touring bands do the you know Auckland Wellington as part of the whole tour. Yeah. Um, so it's it's like as far as a tourist perspective goes, um, most of the time it's pretty much incorporated as part of national touring now as New Zealand being part of Australia. I've been there a couple of times just sort of being there and it's a great country and yeah. like what with uh, you know alien weaponry being the obvious example exactly, they've yeah. got some great stuff coming out these days and yeah. yeah yeah we interviewed well I interviewed those guys um, from alien weaponry and they're like from nearly the most northern point of the North yeah. Island <laughs> like it's just <coughs> remote there's, wilderness there's a bunch of rad bands from there like Eight Foot Sativa and um, Defilement one, and a um, whole bunch of like crusty crusty black metal bands that I, I could mention but yeah um, you know um, yeah it's got a great scene it's almost as cheap as to fly from mm. f- from here to WA yeah you know, you know what I mean so like to, I think New Zealand is 150 or 200 bucks return yeah. in it <laughs> and it's like 750 to go to WA <laughs> <laughs> well return. I think we'll probably wait until we've got a little bit more of release sort of a, a, group more of a, couple, yeah, a little bit more in the terms of the way of stuff to flog yeah, yeah, before yeah, we yeah. Uh, make any big plans like that. So. so, speaking of stuff to flog, what what, are, what have you guys been working on? Uh, so we've got a we've got an EP in the works now, pretty much mostly recorded, almost entirely done. Um, first track off it is completely done, and I believe we're getting a bit of a preview of it this evening. Exactly. Ooh, exclusive. <laughs> Yeah, so this is an exclusive. Actually, it won't be released on any other mediums for another couple of w- media for another couple of weeks yet. So, metalhead's exclusive. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> so, um, you've got uh, you've got working on an EP, and you've got one track um, recorded, which you'll release as, as a single. Yep. Um, yeah, we've got a video lined up for it. We've got some other cool stuff coming out. Perfect, man. So, uh, what, what's the name of that track? That track is Hollow Muse. Now it's M E W S. Yep. Referring to a like a coach house built into the underside of a house, not cat noises. Let's just clear that up right at the start, because I've had a few questions about that, and it's really shitting me. <laughs> no, we definitely uh, make sure it's clear by the end. So you've you've, uh, you've got the well. Look, that's the thing. Like. Um, a- even changing the like pronunciation of something or the spelling of something, cha- like you'll notice with a lot of like the more like Celtic words and things like that that you, that you guys obviously working with, like the band name, yeah. um, it w- just has a different aesthetic to it. 
just yeah. by using the original spelling or like things like that. So Gaelic is a beautiful language, and it, it's amazing when you go up to the north of Scotland. There's all the street signs, all the signs everywhere have both English and Gaelic. And when I went up there, you know, we, we didn't get that far north. We went up to about Invercargill, but the I was pretty taken with the words, I guess. Yep. Um, I, I've had a bit of a look at actually properly learning it, but there's not much in the way of teaching here. Um, but, uh, you know... Not as much for Scots Gaelic, but there's a lot of Irish support of the yeah, Irish yeah. club and the like. Yeah, but it's always yeah. interesting when people ask about it, they see old and they think it's old, oh, it's different, it's weird. What does it mean? What does it mean? It means old. old. <laughs> 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 and, uh, one of the... In terms of pronunciation and spelling and stuff, we don't like to try and make it too easy. One of our other songs is called Amphileth Moor, which roughly translates to Big Grey Man. And it's the name of a ghost that haunts a mountain in Scotland. But it's all very spooky, but people look at the words and they're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> is that some influence within the band to have that steer on words? Like, um, Aaron, do you have any like sort of influence over the, the, the track names and things like well, that? Well, I wrote most of the lyrics for Hollow Muse as yep. well, so it's a very collaborative effort between the whole band. Because, uh, yeah, Josh writes a lot of guitar as well. Um, no, or Craig, it's only been relatively new, but he's actually picked up a lot of the licks pretty quickly and is in... Yeah. Contributing to the band quite heavily as well, so it's not a uh, it's not a solo project. Yeah, by <laughs> ends, it's very well, good that we're all collaborative, and that I've also incorporated some uh, stuff that I've written on guitar into one of the new tracks as well. Oh, cool! And in terms of in terms of lyric credits, like you know, in Amphileth Moor, there's actually a whole chunk which is taken from a Samuel Taylor Coleridge poem. So we we wear our influences on our sleeve, but a lot yeah. of those influences are sort of folklore and poetry related rather than just necessarily bands so excellent that's good man it's good to know a little bit more about behind the scenes because a lot of the time when you get like sort of track names or lyric content you kind of like you wonder where you get the influence from especially in black metal where half the time you have no idea what the fuck they're saying (laughs) (laughs) I, i do like um I do like before when we were saying about, you know, um, folk metal and like other bands that could go with you guys, but I, I can see you guys being on a black metal bill as well, like mm. in, in that sort of sense. I would say primarily a bass is more of like a progressive black metal with folky and melodic elements to it, yep. rather than what tends to be more popular in the folk metal scene at the moment, which is a lot more lighthearted and jovial, I guess. We've got a bit more of a doom sort of aspect. Our influences definitely lie closer to bands like Agaloc and Gallobraid and Primordial, mm. who are who fit closer to the black metal scene than they do to bands like Elevati or or uh, Moonsor or whatever, who are yep. more traditional folk metal bands. Although we do love those bands, they just I think are probably less influential in our playing. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's right. So that's sort of like I, I know that like Aaron, you've got some like um, influence from black metal and and also some of the um, some of the folk metal stuff. Um, what sort of bands do you um, s- sort of draw influence from? If you could choose like three or four, I would say Primordial, Druk, and Arcana. Yeah, rad. That is, <laughs> um, obviously, is like you said before. You've got one uh, one track which we'll play at the end of the end of the show. Yep. But perhaps I'll s- scroll through some of those guys and choose um, some tracks for earlier on in the show to to give everyone a taste of, you know, the, the vibe of, the, of, of yeah. the show, yeah. Cool. I think anything off Autumn Aurora or Blood in Our Wells by Drew could <laughs> really, really suit our vibes. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's really cool, man. No, like so, like I said before, really well received at the first show there, and um, you've got. Um, you, so you mentioned before you've got the um, more than just string instruments and, and and the the drums. You've also got some wind instruments as well, or instrument as well. Yeah. Um, is that something that you practice more for this, or something that you had that you'd always known how to play before? Well, I started playing whistle a few years back with um, a Celtic folk group. Uh, attached to the pipe band that I play in. I play uh, snare drum in a pipes and drums band. Yep. And uh, there's a group of guys there who play small pipes, Irish illin pipes, whatever else. And I started playing whistle to jam along with them. So it started very definitely in a folk context rather than in a metal one or anything like that. Uh, And then it's only since we've started all in the few years since then that I've started integrating it uh, into this idiom. That's cool. that's really rad, man. Like I said, uh, for first first um, wind instrument to you know be on be on the show. Well, there's a bunch of other stuff we'd like to incorporate. Like I know a bunch of people who play bagpipes, like various different types of bagpipes. Yeah, and, and other, I can see that other string instruments and whatever, like whatever else. I you know I really want to get Aaron playing his uh, Balron drum, which yep. is an Irish percussion instrument. Um, yep. In, I want to get that in there somewhere. We've, <laughs> we've talked a lot about this, and it's definitely the direction we want to move in. That's right. Perfect. Um, Aaron, as, as far as like playing in a band with more than just like string instruments, is, does yep. it change anything on the drums when when he's, you know, playing playing different instruments up the front? Not as much, because I do prefer to play a lot more. I guess melodic and a lot more collaboratively with a lot of the bands compared to some of the other bands that I've played in previously where it was a lot about being fast uh, and loud. Now I'm just turning it back a little bit more to try and elevate the other musicians rather than to do on the show. Yeah, cool. Um, I've definitely seen some of the slow and fast of the, yeah. the, the previous <laughs> bands, so yeah, like I said, it's good to see you back out and, and behind the kit again. Um, yeah, Tranquil Deception was way too fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, well, I said fast and slow. It's up to the viewer. Not making fun it's of you, Marky. I'm just being stupid. It's up to the listeners to decide which one I was talking about when I said Tranquil Deception. <laughs> I remember like the first time I seen it was... Actually, very first time I ever seen Tranquil Deception, yep. there was no singer. It was just an instrument. Yeah, that's right. Three-piece instrumental to start with, and then we got... Um, uh, yeah, then we got a bass player yep. and vocals. Yep. Originally, it was just two guitars, but the guitars were tuned down to A standard, so yep. may as well have been playing bass. Who tuned down that low? Is <laughs> <laughs> definitely not me. <laughs> as far as um, tech goes, um, what sort of like lineup are we looking at, Aaron? What sort of drums do you use, or like brands do you usually go for? Um, the kit I've got at the moment is Mapex. Um, had that for oof, at least 15 years now. Yeah. Which is, uh, I think, certainly a bit of an upgrade from the previous kits that I've had, which was a lot of second-hand pieces all patched together. So I was very happy when <laughs> I got the Mapex and it survived me well. Is it, was it the one that went down to Melbourne or did you use a backline when you went down there? Uh, when we've travelled, we've always collaborated with the local bands and they've yep. been able to provide us support. We just take the, the minimum, so I'll take my symbols. But 
uh, snare, pedals and the like, you're usually able to borrow a lot when travelling. Because you're trying to travel that far with the whole band and a whole kit, it just gets a little bit difficult. A little bit much. <laughs> you should have seen the Christ dismembered guys getting out of the car when they arrived at my house at two in the morning. <laughs> the night before that gig just fell out yeah well they couldn't the two guys sitting in the back couldn't see each other because they were in this little sedan with yeah. all their gear and yeah. <laughs> unbelievable yeah man well I've, um, I've done done a, had a little bit of a, a taste of what it's like with that when um, we I went up with Jay to um, to Sydney for that El Nafrak gig like I have a, a newfound appreciation for his gear after having to help him carry the, the, just the head up yeah. to the stage. That's why we'll always happily loan equipment for another band's touring. Uh, like I'm glad he's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it wasn't uh, wasn't any longer than it could have been. It was still a decent haul, but I feel like if it had been another another twenty meters, I'm not sure if yeah, I would have made that it. That head rack case is exceptional, though, man. That's like it's like a hundred hundred and five kilos or something it's stupid I really need it downsize <laughs> yeah it was ridiculous man um, but yeah I, <laughs> it just didn't make sense because of the size of the box you know what I mean like I'm like how can there be that much matter in this space <laughs> it's a quantum amp and it actually contains matter from all known universes inside one box oh uh, man I wondered how Jay got that guitar sound <laughs> best tune ever there's a reason it's so heavy <laughs> oh man uh, so um you, we mentioned we mentioned before that you uh, had the EP recording. Um, you've got um, an album uh, single coming out exclusively to us. I did notice that. Speaking of South Coast Metalheads, before you guys have got a gig coming up down there already announced. We do. We're playing at Heathen Fest. Uh, Very excited down about June. That. Yeah, it's a cracker of a lineup. Mm. Absolutely. Like I was lucky enough to play with Destro- Destroyer Triple Six with Black Mountain a few years ago, and now. Yep supporting Hobbs Angel of Death yep. that's like really the two big influential Australian death metal bands of that era you know it's yeah. unbelievable no it's amazing that those guys um, came through I know in the early days of uh, Lukey planning that Lukey and Barnsley planning that it was like one of those it's like Luke said in a previous interview um, sometimes you send away like your um, hopeful lineup. Yep. And when they actually get back to you, it's like, well, this is going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, that's re- that's re- that's really cool. And, uh, I was really glad to see you guys um, in on that one as well. Yeah, well, it's going to be an unbelievable night of black metal, I think. Yep. Yep. The sprinkling of death metal in there. Just I think. a tiny touch. Yeah, <laughs> just cut clawed. Yeah. Well, just pretty like, sure everyone else is a black metal band. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, he's like, what, porn grind. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one guy. I forgot about him. Yeah, the one man band, dude. <laughs> yeah. him before. He's rad. Yeah, rad as dude. Uh, Aiden. Uh, yeah. The only he, dude I've ever met. He's he's pretty hilarious, man. Oh man, only like last time he like shut out all the blinds uh, and like turned the light off and like made his bed roll into the thing and everyone's like, oh my god, don't go in his room. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> oh man, like the only dude I've ever met crazy enough to stretch his septum piercing. Oh. <laughs> that makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Speaking of black metal and Heathen Fest, I believe there is a certain black metal band coming out of quasi retirement, playing yeah, their first yeah. gig in six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wonder who that might be. Yeah, we're coming back for that one. Um, <laughs> but thanks, Dan. Um, legend. Um, but yeah, Unholy Vendetta. Yep. First show back in 
six or seven years. I, that's already got some hype as it is. People excited to see that. Yeah, yeah. I've I've, I've heard of a few things. Yep. Um, got some surprises, but yeah, it's gonna be gonna be awesome. Perfect, man. It'd be Plus rad. Somnium coming off the back of Obscure is gonna. That's be right, exactly. Um, who else is on that? Is it? But is it Black Mountain. Yeah, Black Mountain. Well, you guys, I I hear Black Mountain might have their CD by then. Oh, maybe. Maybe, man. Yeah. Let's start some rumors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start some rumors. The um, the yeah. merch booth at the at that gig's gonna be pretty insane. Like it'll be so many bands, so, so much merch. What's gonna happen? And I'll need something from everybody. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In that case, we'll have to get something more expensive than stickers. Stickers are pretty good. <laughs> or we'll just stick the stickers on the magnets. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, man. I've, I, I've, I've got a good tip for you for, for um, getting some t-shirts quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll let you know after the podcast. <laughs> Perfect, man. Um, but yeah, um, I think we've got a new uh, Wagner design coming from Unholy Vendetta for that tour. Should be pretty fun. Ooh. Um, yeah, catharsis. So um, when are you guys dropping the video clip? Um, uh, 14th of April, we're going to be dropping it. Um, yeah, you know. do, you, do you know what platform you're doing that on? Well, we're going to be putting it up on Facebook. Like I said, we've got a video. Uh, the very talented Moonroot Art, who uh, drew our logo and also the Heron design you might have seen on Facebook, yep. has actually filmed us up a quick video for our single for that. We're all very excited to get that out there because it's rad, if I say so myself. <laughs> um, but we're going to be doing a couple of other sort of integrated release stuff, so pushing it out on... Spotify and what have you. So. Perfect. What sort of um, where else did you film the video clip? Can you tell oh, us that? Oh, he did. Uh, the the artist did. It's like a sort of a time lapse video of him drawing the oh, the right. art. So yeah, yeah, cool, cool. It's it's the it's the same art we have on our stickers and that. And when we get t-shirts printed up, we'll have oh, right. yeah, yeah, design cool. on there as well. So that's right, man. It's good that like he had the foresight to like film that. And, like, keep that. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I first saw the art, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the creation process is really cool to watch, too. Yeah, that's good, man. It's good good to hear that artists, like, sort of support in that way as well. Yeah, well, he's, he's done heaps of black metal bands. Like, if, if you go to his Facebook page, which is Moonroot Art, he, uh, he has, you know... Bands from all over the place get logos and art done from him. The first time I saw his painting, I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy's amazing. He was recommended to me by the guys of Beast Impaler because he did their logo as well. Oh, right, so cool. Highly recommend who are also any on bands who are listening. Um, Beast Impaler on Heathen Fest, by the way. Just <laughs> another, another drop there. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's really cool, man. It's good to like get s- established early of what you've done and then also have like a bunch of cool art and and uh, things to back it up as well um, but to speaking of uh, backing up we've got stuff we've got the um, single um, that's going to be um, aired exclusively on Canberra Metalheads so um, you mentioned before that this is the first track that's been completely recorded from the EP yep. um, is this one here is there anything sort of um, you know unique or, 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 or anything that you wanted to um, to to talk about the, this track? Well, it's a track that we've been working on since Dan and I were in Clara Ash. It's been a labour of love for a many a year. Um, but it's really only come 
to full completion once we finally finalised the, the lineup. We're talking about how we were able to work so collaboratively together that really fell into place once we actually got everyone working on it together. Yep. Um, and you know, because a lot of a lot of the black, uh, sorry, the old riffs and stuff like that, we sort of jammed out when it was just Aaron and myself. Mm. And so the first, you know, the first riff in this, which is real punchy, real big sound, was actually Josh's first contribution. And you know, Aaron wrote a lot of the lyrics and all this other stuff. So in a lot of ways, it's our most collaborative effort thus far. And so I think it's really important that that's our first release and a bit like our mission statement. Yep. So it doesn't incorporate the folk instruments so much, but hopefully yep. we'll get that other stuff out soon. So I guess we play the song. Yeah, so this is um, this is the new track by Old uh, to keep an eye out um, in the next few weeks when it gets dropped everywhere else. But right now, Canberra Metalheads is getting the exclusive. Uh, so I'll get you guys to introduce the track. This is Old with Hollow News. Here on Canberra Metalheads. Skate! So if you want to catch us live, you can see us down at Maria Waterfront Hotel on the 1st of June at Heathen Fest with Hobbs Angel of Death, Somnium Knox, Bastardizer, Golgoth and Remains, Black Mountain, Unholy Vendetta, Beast Impaler and Cucklord. Or you can see us at the Potbelly on the 15th of June for the Metal United Worldwide Show where we're playing with Fatigue and Chud. Hi, this is Aaron from Old. You're listening to Canberra Metalheads. Well, I should have had a drink before I did that.
Ooh, that was old with Hollow Muse. First time ever exclusive for the drop of that single. So I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Look forward to um, hearing some more from those guys. And also before that, you heard the interview that JDK and myself did with the guys from old. So we're now coming up into the Canberra Metalheads gig guide. So stick around to listen to JDK and myself run through the upcoming gigs for Canberra and the national gig guide. Giggity! (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for the gig guide. Canberra Metalheads gig guide. Giggity. On the 3rd of April, we've got a 1,000 mods. Uh, for the first time in Australia, they're coming to the basement. Uh, that's also been announced that Witch Goal is going to be supporting those guys. And uh, 6th of April at Smoky Dance. 5th of April at the basement. There's Interium, Dead and Chud. Uh, that's a um, South Coast slash Canberra Metalheads um, presents um, gig. So tour. make sure. Yeah. Tour. Yeah, so make sure you uh, check that one out. Um, there's, you'll see the uh, gig poster on our um, Facebook page for more information. Check out all the bands as well. Cool. Um, on the 10th of April at the basement, we've got Omnium Gathering and Orpheus Amiga. <laughs> of <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip there. Um, on the 11th of April, uh, Boris the Blade and A Night in Texas and Zeolite. We're playing, um, yeah, at the basement. And on the 24th of April, we've got at the basement, the At The Gates, The Haunted and Witchery. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to that, man. Yeah, man, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a big one that's standing out in the gig guide as well. And also there's flyers at the end of the bar, and I've noticed everybody that comes in to see them is just like, whoa, At The Gates is playing here, man. Yeah. Like, it's one of those gigs where you, you have to double-check whether it's a cover or, or, like, the actual band, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, At The Gates was, like, a pinnacle for me, man. Um, what do we else have we got? we got international gigs. Now we're moving into the international gigs. It's a busy couple of months, man. Emperor in April 2nd at Sydney and Metro, 3rd in Melbourne, and 5th in Melbourne. Uh that's going to be a great show. Yep, that that second show has been added to the Melbourne one at uh, 170 Russell. So, um, you third can, is sold out. Is uh, that is that right? Yeah, yeah. third sold out. And um, last I checked, the fifth was getting close. I think they're selling quickly because obviously it's the second show. Emperor, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be crazy. Mm. Um, and then finally, um, in our gig guide, we've got Destroyer Six 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 and Bolzer. On their Call of the Wild tour. That one's in May on the 30th in Brisbane at the Woolly Mammoth. Uh, 31st in Sydney, the factory. And then 1st of June um, in Melbourne at Max Watts. And that's all for the uh, Canberra Metalheads International um, and National Gig Guide as well as the local gig guide. Skate, skate. Get to a show, buy some merch, and uh, we'll see you there. Okay, that was the Canberra Metalheads Gig Guide with both uh, national tours and locals. So we'll be able to uh, play a band now that have a gig coming up from the Gig Guide, one that um, will be very soon in the next few days, which is a thousand mods. These guys will be playing at the basement with Witch Skull that we uh, had on the previous episode. So stick around now for a thousand mods with Fightage here on Canberra Metalheads.
that was a thousand mods with Vitage, uh, who I've got a gig coming up at the basement um, with with the guys from um, from Witch Girl. So check that one out. It's very soon. And um, now we're closing out the show. It's our um, final track for this evening. Thank you for joining us here on the show. You can check out our social medias. We're on both Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we also have a um, Big Cartel site, which is under Metalheads LTD on Big Cartel, where you can purchase our um, Canberra Metalhead shirts, as well as um, you can browse for South Coast Metalheads gear as well. So keep an eye on that one to get your um, very own Canberra Metalheads merch. We'll be uh, closing out the show now with Daruk Solitude here on Canberra Metalheads. And until next time, keep it metal. You've been listening to Marky Malpas with a sprinkling of JDK. Okay.